Lights. The show will begin in five. Four. Three. Two. One. Thursday night CrossFit talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. We about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. Hey, Corey, they call me Doc. Giving them all that we got. Kick them the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What's going on? Hey. It is Thursday Night CrossFit Talk, and we keep on going because we're a Thursday night show, and it's Thursday night, regardless of holiday. I just told Jamie I finished eating about 20 minutes ago uh, because my daughter didn't get up to Columbus until about 40 minutes ago. So jammed in the mashed potatoes, the ham, and... Uh, rolled down the steps to do the show. Yeah, well, you and I had quite different days. <laughs> so what was my, your day my like? Dinner. So, well, I did the turkey trot at 9 a.m. Um, I had to pace my nephew. My uh, sister was trash-talking him all day yesterday that she was going to beat him. So I ran with him to make sure he stayed ahead of her, and we won. <laughs> um, oh, the days of the turkey trots. Yeah. Yeah, we do it all the time. Like pretty much so, every year. Like, the square one? That's a turkey trot. Oh. The round one? That's a turkey trot. Yeah, I've done a hand, handful of Is yours big there? Well, we have several. Okay. So okay. like um so some of the uh suburbs have turkey trots. Um, there's one on campus at Ohio state. There's one downtown. Like they're just, they're all over town. Oh. Um, and some like the one, the square metal, it's in a, a suburb called Dublin and it's actually called the flying feather. And every per finisher gets a bottle of wine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, ours is not like that. I mean, yeah. it's just downtown Lansing right by the Capitol. Um, it's a nice course. It's actually my PR course. Um, it's a, it's a pretty fast course and it's usually, so it's kind of hit or miss. Like sometimes it'll be snowy, cold, wet, like not just not great. And then sometimes it's like ideal, perfect running temperatures, which is like when I got my PR. Um, and it was, it was pretty good today. It was like 45 degrees or something, which is pretty good running weather. Um, so yeah, we we did that this morning, and then came home, got ready. Um, we went to Aaron's mom's house and did dinner at like twelve thirty, right in time for the Lions game, which was not great. Yeah, that first quarter was atrocious. If you're a Lions fan, yeah, yeah. But yeah, our our trot is like usually like I don't know. There's like usually like five thousand people. It's I mean it's pretty. It feels like there's just you're just in mass chaos. Um, if you don't get up toward the, towards the start, you're just weaving in and out of people for the first mile. Yeah, like the turkey trots are pretty big. The one, the one that goes to OSU campus is pretty pretty massive. Um, and and the medals, like it's actually kind of cheesy 
if you see it up close. Um, and you don't get the wine at that one or anything like that. But they we have one called the finish on the 50. And it's you finish on the the shoe, the Buckeye Stadium 50 yard line. That one gets like 15,000 people. Holy cow. It is it, it is insane. And I've done it like four years and it's a four miler, not a 5K. And I actually like four miles better than 5K for some reason that my body just digs them more. Um, and running through campus, you never have a long straightaway, mm-hmm. which is nice because I'm not a fast runner. So like if I can see out of head and it doesn't seem to change for a long time, like that's very bad for my mental mm-hmm. stress. So I like yeah. when you're like zigzagging and not really seeing the long, the long run. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Totally get that. But my PR on that four miler is like 41 minutes. So like I, st- I've done pretty well, like around a yeah. 10 minute mile. Um, yeah. So it, but I, I couldn't do that today for sure. Yeah, uh, my nephew's 13 and we got, so we got 2240 today. The other wow. last year, two years ago, he was 2348. So we're like chipping away at those. So I told him next year, we're going to break 22. Um, my PR on that course is 1920, but I didn't have to run that fast today. So it was nice. It was just a nice chill run for me. Uh, so the other end of the spectrum, if you're not a Lions fan, uh, you can be a Cowboys fan and they completely annihilated, uh, the commanders today, uh, Mm -hmm. is, uh, in the same boat there, Deron Bland with his fifth interception return for a touchdown this season unbelievable yeah we were just catching that Michigan State played basketball did not play well um so it's not been a good sports day for us today Saturday Michigan State plays Friday night they played tomorrow night they play Penn State at Ford Field Mm -hmm. I know a few people that are like going to Ford Field quite like Lions were today Spartans are tomorrow and then my high school team which my son goes to the same school I went to um is playing in the state championship game on Sunday so and so we're going we'll be at Ford Field on Sunday very cool so hopefully that that day goes better for us yeah 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 I gotta tell you like I haven't talked to you in person since I lost the bet that game that game was nothing but a huge kick in the crotch for me. Like, like I was feeling so good through that game. And in three minutes, mm-hmm. the bears just took a big swing and hit me right between the, my two nuts sure and did. hard. Oh my God. Was, now I've got to do a... death by squats tomorrow. I know I felt bad, but. Like I, because I was like, "Oh, it's over. I'm, I'm done for." And then they pulled it out. I was totally hoping today could do something similar today, but no, it was just some bad calls. Yeah, I and I and I am not a Lions fan. When they called the guy for holding when David Montgomery scored the touchdown, and he got tackled and thrown into the end zone, yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah. yeah there were some bad, just- bad calls. Bad calls, bad play calls too on our part. Like I sometimes I'm just like, I, and I know he's an aggressive play caller, and that's fine. But um, I don't know. Like 
when they went for it on the 50 or wherever they were and turned it over. It was just like, I just don't think that was the point of the game to do that. And yeah, I, think I that's can, when we lost I can it. go with all that. That fake punt was stupid. That was too many yeah, yards to do a fake punt. Let your yeah. offense try to get, the, if you want to go for it, let the people that are good at it do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So frustrating right. game. So we actually have a show to do tonight. Okay. Um, we'll get, so those are all the pleasantries. Um, and I'm going to open it up with our rankings. We talked about it last week that we would do our rankings for the CrossFit games. Conveniently, the barbell spin, um, I think they're just going by the spin now. Uh, yeah. The spin did their poll, and we're both a part of that. And they have decided that they are going to publish every member of the poll's top 25. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easy for us to do this because we just put it into their system. It's up on their website and I can pull it up and share it. Um, and what I found fascinating is we hang out too much. Are we very similar again? I didn't see. Uh, I think so. So um, I try to blow this up. All right. So I'm on the left. Jamie's on the right. And uh, there's a little bit of differences in here, but for the most part, uh, we have some of the same same things. So I'm going to start with mine, and I'm going to read them. I'm going to read five out uh, for our listeners who don't watch. Um, and that is, so 25 is Moritz Fiebig, 24, Jack Farlow. I think he's ready to make a jump. Uh, 23, BKG. I think he's going to drop off a bit. 22, Spencer Pancheck. 21, Will Morad. 20, Austin Hatfield. Jamie, you want to read your f- bottom okay, five? Have, That's what, top 25? Yep. I have 25, James Sprague. 24, Austin Hatfield. 23, Nick Matthew. 22, Will Morad. 21, Bailey Martin. 20, Saxon Pancheck. And I had um, Jack Barlow on 27th on my list that I wrote out. Yeah, I had James Sprague 26th. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think nothing shocking there. Um, no. People that I have a hard time with are like Will Morad. Like he shouldn't still be this good, but he I just know. keeps doing it. Um. And then, like Spencer, just seems to be a tick away on a bunch of different things. Do I, do I put him up there? Do I not? He finished in like twenty something at the games, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so those are the like, and more. It's fee big. Like, he seems to hit some home runs and do mm-hmm. pretty good sometimes. Like, it it gets tough in there. It does. Um. So then we go to the next five, and Austin Hatfield. We both had Austin Hatfield. Let's talk about that. Um, you and I ha- watched him at semis last year. Right. He finished number one in the Wadapalooza qualifier. He won Crash Crucible. Mm-hmm. And he looked good. I was there. Like, I, I was only, there to watch him in person. So, yeah. Right. I only saw the feed. But in my opinion, this is the next, the next guy coming. And he's just, and I didn't want to super I, super well rounded. Yeah. And he was close at semis this year. He almost was 
a games exactly. athlete. And I truly feel like if he would have got through, he would have done better at the games than he did. He performed at semis. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't want to hold off on him because I truly believe like he has shown enough in this off season that he he's on the come. I totally agree. Um, so then we go down to the next five, and I had at 19, Travis Meyer. Travis Meyer. Travis Mayer. 18, Heinrich Hypelainen. Uh, at 17, Colton Mertens. 16, Yonikowski. 15, Bailey Martin. So I had Bailey a little higher than you. Um, Yona. Again, the dude's been around since, like, Noah. Uh-huh. And I just don't know when. And I guess the uh, with recency bias, the injury at Rogue is like I I just can't put him back in the top ten. So that's where I am with that. Colton is a hard one for me. Um, and then I had Travis and Heinrich up higher, but as you start building this, you're like, what? Well, they're not better than this person, and they're not better than that person, and they just kept dropping down the list for me. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I had Henrik a lot higher for the games, and he did not perform the way I expected. So um, I didn't even pick him in my top 25. Just more I need to see from him. So do you um, want to read your uh, 15 through 19? Certainly. Okay, so 19th, I have Colton Mertens. 18th, Guimaeros. 17th, Janikowski. 16th, Spencer Panchik. And... 15th, Sam Quant. Yeah, Quant's another one that's tough. I know. Is it a good year or a bad year? Yep. Well, the even, isn't the even years the good years? So this should be coming up the good year. Yeah. Sarah, uh, so Sarah, Sarah Cooper we're going over. Me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're, we're going over Jamie and I's top 25 that we submitted uh, to the spin poll. Uh, we said last week we were going to do our our top whatever it was going to be, but it turned out that Spin is publishing them now, so it just made it easier to use what we submitted to him last week, or actually over the weekend for me uh, to to use for this discussion. <clears throat> um, so, so then, and and this is where I had Bailey Martin. I had him a little higher than you. Um, uh, I I. He's so young, like it's another one where he could finish even way higher or way lower. And with Ricky back in Australia, it's going to be just tough to get there mm -hmm. um, with Jay Crouch and Ricky and Bailey like that. That leaves room for nobody else. I did you I didn't when I made my list I didn't um think too much about that and I probably should have like only picked like because we don't still don't know how many are coming out of each they haven't really given like we could guess Yeah we so don't I know I just I kind of went by where we were last year um I didn't I didn't put a ton of thought into that but in some cases I did because when we get to the women's there were people like I took off my list until I know more. Yeah. Well, so do you not have Guy on your list at all? I don't think I do. 
fair. <laughs> I, I mean, it's. A, I think it's, he's right on the outside, like 27, 28. That's where I had him. It's whether or not he's going to make it, right? True. He like he but needs even to it, perform. Even if he makes it, I don't. I just get this feeling he's not working on his holes. Like he just he always shows up and does the gee things, mm -hmm. but all the other things don't ever seem to be getting better. Yeah, I agree. And so, it's a, I hope he is he doing. Do we know if he's doing Wadapalooza at all in I any don't. fashion? Because I'd like to see him. Some of my picks, I just. Um, I tried to go with more of like who I thought right now, if there was a competition right now, like what this would be. Cause I figured we're going to do this again, another poll. And so I can keep updating it as we get closer and closer rather than, and, and you will see that. Like I didn't necessarily pick who I think will win the games. I picked who I thought would win right now. Oh, oh I thought I, I picked who I thought would win the oh, games. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I, said, says, I, I did a snapshot. I, uh, I think I saw he is doing Waza. Okay, cool. Well, that'll be helpful. Um, so then let's go to 10 to 14. And that's where I have 14 at Jason Hopper. And this is the guy that I said I'm done with him after the games last year. And here he is at Rogue. He does all his things. And he comes on Savon and he talks about why he's where he's at. And boom, I move him right back up the list. Ready to, to jump into the top 10 at any moment. So, uh, burn me seven times. Uh, 13, Sam Cornier. I just, if he has a healthy year, I th think this is where he goes. Um, Lazar Jukic in 12, Yella Hosta in 11th, 10, Sam Quant. Okay. I have 14, BKG, 13, Travis Mayer, 12, Jason Hopper, 11, Lazar. And ten yellow hosta. Again. So I left Sam off of my list. He's he's tough for me. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that would be it. So I I really like Sam. Like I re and and that probably is why I keep giving him the benefit of the doubt over and over again. Like we are one of the first people to ever interview. He, we may have done his first podcast. Um, and his English has gotten so much better since then. And every time he sees me, he gives me a hug. Like, like he's just my dude. Right. And I just, I, I like the guy a lot and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt till he proves me wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. and yellow, I didn't like what I saw at rogue. I was super high on him at the games. And again, he's probably just not peaking and I need to like, there is some recency bias from, from rogue that I probably have to get out of my system for when we do this again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I feel like mine's rogue heavy. Um, I, and I actually wanted to put Travis lower because I wasn't so thrilled with his rogue performance. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping he took some, some things from that event to continue building on for this coming season. Uh, just a couple of comments. Cause we're kind of getting behind on those. Um, Damien says, Gee seems hard to coach. I there's that you have this language barrier too, which makes it hard to truly judge that. 
Um, but, and I don't know, I don't, the coaching at mayhem is really hard to see or who or how, like, it's just a mishmash of stuff there. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth says, ready to break your heart again, Scott. Yep. He probably will. Uh, yellow wouldn't have made it last year with the new format, right? That is correct. He would have finished 40, 42nd or 46th or something. Somewhere in that. I know Holly did the spreadsheet, uh, but it's been a minute since I've looked at it. Um, so, yeah, he would not have made it to semis, let alone the, let alone the games last year. Right. Hopefully with this couple competitions under his belt, now he, you know places better well does better out of quarterfinals to make it semifinals that's i mean that's the issue at this point for him uh damien says it's understandable to hold a grudge against jason same with quant yeah 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 i they're they're just so up and down in their career um and then sarah just to back, piggyback on that i feel like jason is a bit of a wild card after the games it's crazy because I was front row for his coming out party at the Mac where he beat Justin. Um, And he looked unstoppable. But in retrospect, the programming was perfect for him. Right. Right. And then, and then he has like a so-so games and then he comes back and has a seventh at the games and you're like, okay, him and Frazier are on the right page. They're moving in the right direction. I'm all on the Jason bus and then boom, this year doesn't even get out of the first cut. Yeah. So the game, when there's cuts, it is like one of the biggest things I can't stand about the sport. Um, It makes judging somebody like that nearly impossible. Like we have no idea where he would have really stacked up Um, like that, that year that they let, um. Wow, I can't believe I'm trying to blank on his name right now. Um, Hyrox Hunter, come! Hunter, like yeah. I was so excited to see Hunter actually compete because I think Hunter would do phenomenal. But you can't, you can't say you're going to give him a shot and then not actually give him a shot to complete the whole games. Um, you like we don't know where he would have actually finished, and I think he would have finished great had he done the whole weekend. I kind of disagree, but I, I see your point. Like, he didn't, when the barbell got a little bit heavy, like, that's what killed him. And that would yeah. have killed him, like, the whole weekend. I th- I don't even think that games was that heavy after that. I think he would have been fine. Well, it was the one rep max clean in the, in the stadium. And I don't think cleans are that bad for him. It, like uh, snatching, I think, is what's not he his greatest. He wouldn't have been able to hang with that crew. Sure. Um. So. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Kelly Baker made my mind up on the cuts. Yeah, exactly. It's. Yeah, and not my favorite at all. Uh, Ken also says, "I feel like Sam Cornier uh, is going to be rant." going to random be in the top three one of these years always seems to have a rough go when he is individual gets sick gets injured etc it is it 
people don't remember though he was a top 10 games athlete in the covid year like he was pretty close to getting to the ranch um and that was kind of like his first spotlight opportunity because he did all of his workouts in the barn where everybody was and um and so yeah so now we get to the top 10 Top nine, wherever we're at now. Um, I guess I got to go over here. So I have from five to nine, Jay Crouch, ninth, Brent Fikowski, eighth, Saxon Pancheck, seventh, Dallin Pepper, sixth, Ricky Garrard, fifth. All right. I have ninth, Chandler Smith, eighth, Jay Crouch, seventh, Dallin Pepper, Six Justin Medeiros and fifth Ricky Gerard. Um, Chandler was my one that I was like, do I keep him in? Do I pull him out? I like still. Do we know for sure certain if he's still going to go the team route with Noah? Um, that one was a stressful pick for me. Um, so I took Chandler off my list. Did you? I he I almost did. Um. Yeah, I took Noah and Chandler off my list until I find out they're not going team. <clears throat> because right. every indication right. yeah. is they are going team. And this was hard enough. So if yeah. I could take yeah. a couple people out, um, you know, I, I it yeah. just made it yeah. easier for me. Sarah, I was going to address that, Sarah. Uh, she says, uh, Saxon High, after missing uh, last year, hard to say, I guess. So here's my my thought. In the last five years, Saxon has been a top 10 games athlete consistently. Um, and I say that with, I think he took 11th or 12th two years ago. But before that, it was always like 7th, 5th, 8th, 9th. He was right in there. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason he doesn't make the games is because he got injured at semis mm -hmm. and had to withdraw. I can't, I can't take him out of the, in my mind as a top ten athlete, just because he got injured at semis last year. And I've known Saxon a while. I truly believe he is a better athlete when he is training by himself. He takes pride in that. There's something about the pan checks and doing it on their own, like. When you're around them, the, the first time I ever interviewed Saxon was our sixth episode on this podcast. And he said in that moment, like, he loves programming for himself. That makes him proud that he's doing it on his own. Like, Scott's not doing it for him. He's not collaborating with Spencer. He was doing his own programming at the time. And so it caught me off guard when he went to Proven. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, and I, at the time, I thought it was a good move. He needed like to, to get over the hump to be the fittest on earth because that's what his goal was. He needed to be pushed. Um, and I think that what happened is he got there and it, it wasn't the programming he needed to be the best he could be. And now he's made that decision to go back to programming himself and working with Facundo as a, mm -hmm. uh, a sounding board. And I think that's perfect for him. Mm-hmm. So 
that's, yeah, I like him. That's I put my him point. on there too. Yeah, I like him with Facundo. I know you had him down at like 20 something. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I, I'll be right in the end, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sarah says, fair point. Okay. Uh, Damien says, Ricky too low. Um, I don't know. What, what has Ricky shown that he's going to beat the people that are, that you're going to see above him? There's only four athletes I have above him. And you show me what he has done in the last two years that says he's going to beat them. So, uh, and Kenneth says he might be as bold to put Crouch at sixth. He's I want. I want to see another man. year. Yeah, I think top ten is giving him a lot. Uh he was awesome this year. He was awesome at Rogue, and I hope he builds on it. I think he's a good dude. I I want to see it. We'll see. Um, last time I checked, Kenneth. So Kenneth says Ricky has worn the leader's jersey. When is the last? time pat did that um last time i checked they don't award the podium until the very end of the event and how many times has pat been on the podium uh four five Why how many times has Ricky been on the podium legitimately once <laughs> sarah i want to see dale and crush it this year too but man he keeps letting me down I'm a big Dallin fan. I'm a huge Dallin fan. I am too, but I keep picking him higher and he keeps underperforming. I I agree. Um, but I, I still gave him the benefit. We put him at six and seven. Like we're still giving him pretty good shot at it. Um Carolyn Carolyn Primo, spot on. Mm -hmm. Leaders jersey means nothing really. The order of events also plays a role in who wears. The leader's jersey right. yeah you you put a swim event first and yonikoski gets to wear the leader's jersey does that mean yonikoski should be in our top five yep. no exactly <laughs> Sarah says that boner is her number one and uh is dallas is american guy but competition gets tougher every year. Okay. I'm having a little bit of Wi-Fi issues. Are you noticing yeah. anything? Yeah, you're getting robot-y on me. Okay. I have a lot of people in my house. Hopefully, we can get through this. Um, did you read your... You didn't read your 9 to 5. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I brought go. up Chandler. So Ooh. this may this may uh shock the world. At four, I have Roman. Three, Justin Medeiros. Two, Pat Vellner. Jeff one, Jeff Adler. I have at four Roman. At three, Brent Pukowski. Two, Jeff Adler. One, Pat Vellner. 
So you have an all Canadian. Oh, yep. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> um, I, it'd be what, cool. It would be cool. What, is the Vellner pick a heart pick or <laughs> a logical pick? I just think he's, well, like I said, and this is more what I think if they went competed, like like at Rogue or not, or in the next month or so. Um, I'm curious to see him at Wadapalooza against, well, I, don't, I guess I don't know if Jeff is doing individual, but I think Pat said he's doing both Indy and team again. Um, so I'll be curious to see how he performs against these guys there. I think, I think, like I've said, I think this is like probably the last shot he's going to have at it. And so I think this year is going to be spent like trying to make that dream come true. Like if it's going to happen, he's going to do it this year or in 24. Yeah. And I, I think actually Kenneth hits the nail on the head is uh, it's anyone's game this year. I think yeah. it is the yeah. closest matched top five we may have ever seen at the games. And really anybody in the top five could win it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be exciting on, on the men's side. I think what's shocking for me, if you've been following me at all, I have not been a Justin Medeiros lover. Um, I know you have him way higher I, than me. I don't like the way he plays the consistency game. Um, but I think he got humbled pretty good this year. And I think he's going to come barrels blazing next, next year. Uh, and again, I don't have him winning again, but I do think he's going to make some noise in that top five. So I just wonder if he wasn't already somewhat humbled. Like, like I know he won back to back, but I think I think even he knew. Hey, I didn't really like win any events, or like I wasn't like the clear front runner. I just was consistent enough to pull off this win. But if I want to get better, if I want to make sure I'm top of the podium, I need to like get better at I don't know these few things. Or and do you think possibly his injuries and setback was overtraining coming up to this season because i wonder if he went in too hard trying to make sure he was at the top of the podium again and now we're going to be in that same boat this year i don't know i don't i don't know i don't we'll never know yeah yeah we'll never know and my thought is kind of this right um if you look back at college football, the Heisman Trophy winner very rarely wins their bowl game. Right? But the minute you win the Heisman Trophy, you got to do the press tour. You got to do the talk show circuit. You got to do the... And so how much of that is going on too? And is that yeah. like, how do you balance all of that and still train at optimal level when your margin of error in the way that you win is so small? Mm-hmm. Well, so, Jeffrey that, said, Jeffrey said, I think he may have undertrained. He admitted he was undertrained. He had to, had to back off because he was having these nagging injuries 
and he finally got some of those things under control, but then he wasn't able to get back to that level of fitness in time. Um, and so I just am wondering, was he, was he overtraining to shore up, shore up some weaknesses uh, or yeah. Or was his eye off the ball the whole time? I don't know. I just, I don't know why he was having these nagging injuries. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you want to go to the women? Yep. yep. Okay. I think we are there. Try to do this and, and reveal it better. Okay. So uh, 25 to 21, I have Bethany Flores, Danny Spiegel, Olivia Kerstetter, Ellie Turner, and Manon Anganese. Okay, 25 to 21, I have 25, Mathilde Garness, 24, Lauren Fisher, 23, Danny Spiegel, 22, Paige Semenza, and 21, Ellie Turner. I got to tell you, your Lauren Fisher pick is pretty, I like it. I, I'm mad I didn't think of it myself. Yeah, I, I think with everything, with her mom and everything, I think she's just, I think she's dialed in this year. I, I agree. I agree. Um, the way she performed at Rogue until the end of the weekend, I went, it probably was fatigue with everything she had dealt with coming in. She came out hot in the first couple events. Um, and then by Sunday, she just, I think, was fatigued. But um, she looked really good. I was impressed. Um, yeah. So I um, I love that pick by you. And I'm sad I didn't make it myself. Well, she wasn't on the list. You had to write her in. Yeah. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. And I actually, I was, when, when he went over the list, I was, I don't remember seeing her in the honorable mentions. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause so I can't, I can't know, imagine I was the only one that picked that wrote her in. I remember seeing Mathilde with one point and I was like, Oh, that's me. So I did. I don't remember seeing Lauren. And I was like, either he didn't catch my Lauren or, or there was more and I missed it. I don't know. Um, people calling you out. Dang, Jamie, I thought you were a Paige Semenza fan. I, I am. I, she's a phenomenal all-around athlete, right? Like, she's like a true athlete. Kind of like Carolyn. Um, exactly like I Carolyn. Just, yeah, there's just... She's coming out of that... I, there's just too many... There's so many girls in the, in North America that it's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, Damien says, could Fisher one day be the longest-running competitor? She sure could. Uh, Annie's got to stop at some point. Um, but sure. Um, I'll tell you now before we even get into this list. I did not rank Mal. I did not rank Haley. I have Mal and Haley 26 and 27 on my list that like for us. Yes. I didn't either. And, and, and still I know they're reason. competing. Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> um, so then my 20 to 16 uh, is Christine Kohlenbrander, Karen Freova, Annika Greer, Elisa Fuliano, Emma Tall. 
Okay. I have 20, Bethany Flores, 19, Manon Anganese, 18, Christine Kohlenbrander, 17, Brooke Wells, 16, Olivia Kerstetter. So you had Kerstetter at 16. I had her at 23. Yeah. This is where I, I struggle with her is I personally am not seeing growth outside of the strength events. I rely on you as my analyst to like see those things. Do you see more growth in that than I'm seeing? I don't know if I do. Um, she's, she's a weird one because I, and I don't know why I have, have her quite this high. I just, I, I do think she can be a handful of these ladies. Like, I think it, I think like her and Christine could kind of go back and forth. Um, and Brooke is, I just don't know. Like, I don't know where she's at. Right. Um, yeah. but I think, I think depending on where the sport goes, um, with, if it keeps pushing the bigger, strong athletes, I think that's going to go in Olivia's favor. So that's kind of why I have her there just because it seems to be trending that way. Uh, so Sarah asks, I think she's asking me on Cause you didn't put Annika on Annika no, above Danny. No. Yes. Um, the only way Danny gets ahead of Annika is if it is a strength biased games. Annika is a far better, well-rounded athlete than, than Danny is. Neither one of them made it to the games last year. Annika missed it by that much. Um, and so I, and again, Annika is one of those people that I think if she would have made the game, she would have done better at the games than in semis. And again, it's probably, I'm probably biased in this. I'm not going to lie. I've known her for a long time and she's one of my favorite people on the planet. And uh, I may be wishing her into the top 20. Yes, it would be Annika's rookie year, Kenneth. Um, so, yeah, Brooke Wells at 17. That kind of surprises me from you. I mean, if she makes it, yeah, she's probably going to end up further up. But I don't I don't know what's going on with, over at HWPO. We haven't seen anything going on training-wise with her. So, again, no. this is – the way I did it was more of a snapshot today if they all walked out on the floor – where would they finish? Um, and I don't know enough about her training right now to even make that, make that decision. I, I am, I had a hard time putting Danny on my list at all. Uh, Ken, I saw that you commented on that. She broke both of our top 25. The thing is, is, and, and she has this stigma of being not a good mover because of the Hiller videos, right? She is a good mover. Like, if you watch that over-under and the way she slid under that and jumped over that, she has athleticism. Like, you can't deny that. It's all about her, her commitment to the sport at that moment and injury. That's <laughs> the, the things that have been holding her back. So, yeah. 
I know why yeah, Hiller point. I know why Hiller uses her as an example because she has a, over a million subscribers and is a needle mover to the nth degree. But she is not the worst mover in the sport by far. She's not. No, and I. It's it's not even that she's necessarily a bad mover. It's that she tries. I think she's trying to shorten the range of motion and trying to cheat the reps to move quicker or avoid like with the ring muscle it's for her it's always squat she's just trying to move too fast her hamstrings whatever everything gets in the way i don't know she's just trying to move too fast um and same with ring muscle ups like just just easier it's way easier to do the push away and she always gets away with it so she's going to keep doing it um so i don't know it's it's not like She's clearly a great mover. She wouldn't get the lifts she get, gets. She moves a barbell incredible. Um, she she can squat fine. She just doesn't always go as low as we would like. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that push that line. Yes. Yeah. A lot. So, anyway, we can move on from that. Uh, a couple yeah. questions yeah. out here. Someone made the comment that Boz is uh, programming semis. Boz pro programmed semis last year, and I would not say that was gymnastics bias. No. Um, Kenneth says, random question, feel free to ignore. Fusile, make your guys' list of 40. Um, she, she did. I don't think she made my list of 40. As much I as I, I want her to. Yeah, I know. I only programmed or I only wrote out 30. So I didn't even really like keep going past that. Yeah, I. She is she is getting stronger. Um, and I, I believe I truly believe she's going to get back to the games. Is it 24? I don't know. But that girl is putting in the work. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And like one more thing with Danny, like she is <laughs> fit and capable. Like she's to me, she's like better than like Tudor because she's actually somewhat fit and, and like she can hang in in many of the events. I mean, running's probably never going to be her thing. But so like a straight run is never going to be an event for her. But She's not like that last event at Rogue. The difference between her and Tudor is quite significant, right? Right. Um, Sarah asks, probably an odd ask, but it would be neat to know who of each of these people you guys have seen live. Almost all of them. Yeah. If they have been at the games in the last three years, I've seen them live. If they are a North American athlete, I've seen them live. Um, I've been to Rogue. I've been to Wadapalooza. I so with all of that, I've probably seen all every person on this list. I'll let you know if there's one that I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's a great question. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so we go to 11 to 15. And for me, 15, Amanda Barnhart. 14, Paige Semenza. 13, Katrin David's daughter. 12, Shelby Neal. 11, Emily Rolfe. All right, 15 for me, Amanda Barnhart, 14, Karen Freova, 13, Emily Rolfe, 12, Paige Powers, 11, Danielle Brandon. Have I not seen Shelby Neal on your list? Correct. Yet? I don't have Shelby Neal on my okay. list. Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm Amanda, I... I was disappointed in her performance this year uh, greatly. Um, I am excited at the, at the way I see her on Instagram. And I know that's no way to really judge uh, the, the true mental state of an athlete, but my gosh, she's smiling so much and having such a good time. And I'm hoping that that translates into her having fun with training this year. And I think that'll go a long way. I know she's moved from Dayton to Boston to uh, north of us here in, in Ohio, and they just got settled in their own house. And now, like, and they they have the foster child. And I think now it's like all coming together for her in in a stability way. Uh, Paige Semenza, one of the best athletes out there. Katrin, I I have her falling a little bit. Um, that's going to be a natural bias for me that I'm fighting every day of my life. And then Shelby Neal, I think her experience at rogue is going to be great for her to move up the list. And then Emily Rolfe, uh, she just steadily moves about a, a place or two every year up the list. So 12th this year, given her 11th. Anything you want to say? No, I, I do like Shelby Neal, and I I think she probably will be, end up being top twenty five. Um, I'm curious though; she's one of those ones that had the whole weekend played out and no cuts. Would she have been? I think she would have been closer to like twenty five, personally. So, like, she got the benefit of placing where she placed just because some people got cut, in my opinion. Who, if there were no cuts, does Kelly overtake her at the end on the final I think day? So. I think so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we're into the top ten. Uh, so what? Six to ten. So ten. I have Danielle Brandon. Nine. Paige Powers. Eight. Gabby Magawa. Seven. Emma Carey. Six. Alexis Raptus. Okay, I have 10, Emma Tall, 9, Katrin, 8, Emma Carey, 7, Ariel Lowen, 6, Alexis Raptus. And this is this is very similar to what the game's finishes were this year. Yeah. At this point. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, I know Emma Tall got injured at the end of the games. Um, and she finished 13th, 11th, somewhere, somewhere in that range. It, it would not surprise me that she does pop up into the top 10. Uh, she is a phenomenal athlete. Um, yeah. And like watching her live move those sleds in alpaca or like 
insane. Yeah, that event was insane. <clears throat> um, you drop Ariel from podium to sixth, seventh. Yeah, I know. I don't know. The other girls just. I think they're coming right. on hot. And then we will finish the top five. Uh, Kenneth, you thought we were close. Wait till you see this. Five, Ariel Lowen for me, Alex Kazan fourth, Emma Lawson third, Tia second, Laura first. I have five, Gabby Magawa, four, Alex Kazan, three, Emma Lawson, two, Tia, one, Laura. Breaks my heart. <laughs> the, yeah, that's going to be fun all season because I love Laura. You are not a Laura fan. We battle all the time when they're going. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be fun. I just think the confidence that Laura got from Rogue is going to help her get past a lot of things. Yeah. And, and again, she like, just won the freaking Olympic weightlifting championship I, of her country. I know. My question for this, this is just off the cuff. When Tia did that, it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about how Tia, not only a CrossFitter, but she won the weightlifting and she's going to the Olympics and blah, blah, blah. Um, when Laura does it, I saw one like post about it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I almost feel like you had to, you have to be in the know to have seen it. It's just ridiculous. It's, yeah. Anyway, it's it's how this sport is covered. Tia is the top of the mountain. She will be covered on everything, every way, every how. If you're not, it's hit or miss. And it doesn't help Laura that she is cantankerous against media. Yeah. But, um. Damien says, can Raptus get her illness under control? Hate to see her struggle. I think this, I, I have known people that have had the illness. It is possible to get it under control. I think she left the United States and went to a country where she couldn't control her surroundings completely, and it really jacked her up. I think given a few months to recover, she'll be fine. More, I think what's more important, she needs to learn how to hold on to a sandbag or pick up a sandbag. Whenever it came to sandbag work, she dropped down the leaderboard. Everything else in the game, she was awesome at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she's coming. Yeah. And by the time we get to the games, I may have her up in the top five. Yeah. Which Ken is asking about uh, Ariel's stock. Why did it drop? And <laughs> I think both of us just have a lot of belief in Alex climbing up and that's, I mean, it's hard. Like there's just, yeah, I, I don't know if she can keep up in my mind. Honestly, Ariel and Alex are the same. Very similar. They are. You could flip flop these and I wouldn't even be mad. I, I just think Alex has a higher ceiling. Sure. She's way younger. Right. You know, Ariel's 30, Alex is 23. And Alex sure, has Alex. more top-end strength. Sure. 
Ariel is so, better at gymnastics. So. You know, like on her hands and all that kind of stuff. She's going to beat Alex on that stuff. Alex is good at it, just not as good as Ariel. Ariel's good at lifting, just not as good as Alex. Like right. it's all right. this like, and in my mind, they're really the same person until, and I think the natural reaction was to drop her lower for me because of her performance at Rogue. But I, I know for a fact she was sick going into Rogue. Right. And couldn't train a bunch. So, and she still finished top 10. Mm -hmm. So when I was kind of analyzing, I'm like, yeah, she doesn't need to drop very far. And I, and again, five, three through five could be anybody. Six, three through eight could be any of those people. And that's, I think, exactly how it's going to play out at the games. You have one and two that are clearly above everybody else. Three through eight, put them in a hat, shuffle them, draw them out, depending on programming. See what you get. Yep. So and then that's my opinion. Because I, th I think the sneaky, the sneaky one in this list is Emma Carey. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think she could podium next year and I would not be surprised. Yeah. I could, yeah. I don't know. There's just some, I think, I think Emma Lawson is, is kind of a clear third place. And I, I, it's going to be oh. tough for someone to take that from, from her, I think. Yeah. To me, I, I agree, but we don't know how much Emma can improve new training environment, new one-on-one -on -one coaching, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of that stuff could change her. We don't know how good Alex Gazan is going to be. Yes, Emma right. is awesome. Right. Alex Gazan has a high ceiling. You just don't know. Like I get, That's why it's just a big old mishmash from three to eight. And as we get through the open and quarters, and like I think it'll become more refined for us. But right now, it's just kind of like a blob. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do I have anything crazy on my list? Do I have <laughs> some crazy so, picks? Yes, that's what I want to talk about next. <laughs> Last night on uh, The Spin, they were revealing that they were posting everybody's um, picks. And John Young made the statement or asked the question, anybody egregious? Yeah. And their picks. And Spin said, I don't really think so. They're all there. They all look fine. And John Young goes, Well, Jamie Latimer always throws out wild names. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what is your reaction to John Young? And do you have anything to say to him? <laughs> I just was like sort of shocked. And I don't know if like I don't even think my name was up on the screen yet at, at that point, or maybe it was, and that he just saw it and was like Jamie, Jamie sometimes has some odd picks in there. I don't even know. But I was like, I feel like in like heat in the heat one and stuff, like I'm always I I don't have like have bad placements. I like I think I crushed him in the rogue uh lineup. So I don't know. I I found that very strange that I got called out. I'm like, I don't even like pick we weird names. Because you and I picked Jeff to win, we just get it right. 
So this is this is my thought. John said a couple weeks ago that if you're not a games athlete, you don't matter. Right? My opinion is you and I watch semifinals as closely as anybody in the sport. So we know the Max Kriegs and we know the Austin Hatfields and we know the Hannah Blacks and we know these people because we've interviewed them. We've talked to them. We watch every heat at semifinals. And just so everybody knows, like the media pit is empty in the first couple heats, except for Jamie and I watching. It, then when you get to the last two heats, they fill all up with, with your talking elite fitness people and your be friendly fitness and your, and that's fine. If that's what they're focused on, that's what they're focused on. But we're going to know names that they don't know. And they may sound outlandish to them. They're not outlandish to us. We knew Austin Hatfield was going to compete this year before we ever saw the Waterpalooza results or the crash crucible results. And that's why he's yep. on our list. And he's probably not on John Young's list. Or maybe he uh, is actually, now because of, because of Wadapalooza and Crash. Right. Yeah, I do think he has them now. And yeah, that may be what he's saying is like, maybe we do have some random semi-final athletes that we throw on our lists. and But I don't think we're necessarily ever like wrong or way out of left field with these picks that we have. We both no. usually have pretty pretty high placings in heat one well after the games we went through our picks last year on, on the episode right after the games and like we were we were only off on a couple like hopper or but we weren't the only ones off on hopper right right like and so our picks were as competitive as anybody else's mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so Anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way because I could not believe he, that he brought up your name as the outlandish one. At least he knows my name. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. All right. Next thing I have is there's been a big stink about this. I'm going to play a clip. Um, it is from Be Friendly Fitness. I, I did not hear it initially. I heard everybody talking about it. Um, hey, Jamery, we're going to hit that topic right after this. Um, he was telling people who Be Friendly Fitness was, and in doing so, he said who he wasn't and kind of named some people. And everybody was up in arms in different chats yesterday. And so I went and listened to it last night, and I'm going to play it real quick. And then I want to get okay, your reaction. Timing. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. So here it is. Uh, no. There we go. Okay. We're kind of be friendly fitness is that we've done uh, six months, just over six months since we started. We we launched on May first, and I think that. You know, over this period of time, and even a little bit before then, there's just become a, a lot of content in the CrossFit media space, written, um, podcasts, YouTubes, Instagram, and it's and it's really difficult. Can be really difficult for people to know my, maybe where to go to get the information that they want. And so I wanted to 
I'll just clarify a couple of things about what we are and what we are not. Um, and so I kind of will start with where Patrick and I came from. We are not the morning chocolate. And what I mean by that is we're not uh, a huge, um, you know, company that has a variety of different writers and people working for them in, in sales and in uh, editing and in content creation. And we don't have any formulas for what we do. So we don't have a specific uh, newsletter that's coming out every day with a certain number of articles. Uh, there's absolutely never no paywall for any of our content and there never will be. And we very much beat to the tune of our own drum, meaning when we think that there's something relevant to write about or talk about, that's what we're going to do. And if it's on a Friday night or a Sunday morning or in the middle of the week, doesn't matter. We'll get to it when we think it's relevant and when we have the time. And I add that last part about the time because obviously with the travel that I do and the amount of competitions that I work at, it is sometimes difficult to be super timely with certain things. And on, on that note, we also are not the barbell spin. And uh, unlike the morning chalk up, I would say the morning chalk up is decent for um, some community stuff. I, I think that their sports content, as most people know, has kind of gone by the wayside. I do have one guy working over there who I used to mentor that is trying his best and putting up some decent stuff. But um, for the most part, he's just uh, they, they've just taken my old ideas. And then when I have new ideas and they're trying to just just maintain in the in the sports world. But they do have some community uh, involvement and, and there's probably the, still the best and leaders in that regard. So if you like the community stuff, I would direct you to the morning chalk. We're not going to cover a ton of that here. We do do some of it. If you guys missed it last week, we had a, a man on who's doing a, a ride for a charity um, cause with the kids in Haiti. And, you know, when things like that cross our paths, we're certainly uh, entertaining uh, to those ideas and conversations, but it's not the main focus for us. Barbell spin is where you can probably go to get the fastest information at a very surface level about what's happening in the CrossFit world. <clears throat> They'll be fast. Um, the guy who, you know, Brian over there, he uh, has a, has a great full-time job from my understanding and he's by computer most of the day. And it's very easy for him to kind of sit there and check in with everything that's going on and uh wad zombie. <laughs> and uh, you know, he turns out stuff pretty quickly. So like, for example, he posted an article informing about what happened at the German throwdown and the Charlotte Classic. We're not going to just put out the, these articles that, that often that just say what happened there. We'll probably, um, we will, I will write about the Charlotte Classic as part of the world tour stop that I'm on. But it'll give a lot, a lot more thoughtful insight into what I observed and learned through that experience than just who the winners were. Uh, so I, I think that's enough. It's I think that was the most egregious egregious thing he said that I can pick up is that he called the barbell spin surface level. Um, and I think all he was trying to say was they're going to report the news. And I he could have said it in a way that just was, they're going to report the news. They're going to tell you the facts of what happened. We're going to go in depth and do more editorial, more behind the scenes looks, more like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, would have just sounded better, but it didn't really affect me at all the way it was I, done. I thought it sounded fine. Fine. I can't even imagine that Spin would take offense to hearing that. Yeah, I didn't hear from Spin. It was it was people in the chats of different podcasts yesterday. It was mentioned with Hiller and Pedro on Coffee Pods and Wads, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really take too much into it. Um, he goes on to say that when they started this, he thought that they would have a thousand Patreon subscribers because they don't have a paywall, but he thought people would support him from 
the community that he's met across the world, blah, blah, blah. One, I think Patreon is is an antiquated way to do things these days. Um, <laughs> and he did work with uh, Talking Elite Fitness to some degree. They were one of the initial users of Patreon and probably have a ton of Patreon subscribers back when that was a thing. And they were one of the few content creators in the space. Um, you know, we don't have a paywall either. I've wrestled with it. I don't find any of it fair to do that to our listeners. I just want to be here, entertain, um, do what we can. The only thing we do is we have subscribers and members. And if you want to join the membership, that helps us out, helps us make trips, helps us do all those things that we do so we can do wrap-up shows from different places. But other than that, I'm like Brian. We, I don't want to pay any, I don't want to charge anybody for anything, but if you feel like you want to donate, you can, you can join the channel and for as low as three bucks a month. That's it. And yeah. for the most part, Brian and I have been really good friends over the years, and I didn't find anything offensive in that at all. I didn't find anything offensive. Any, I haven't heard any of this. Like, so yeah, this was all news to me and just hearing that clip and I'll have to go listen to his whole thing. But from what I just heard. Yeah. It, I, I it's not much longer than that. And then they go actually go into like topics. Um, okay. After that. Uh, it so he starts only names two. He only right. names two other podcasts. Uh, I think he, he or, might or, name one more. Oh, he, he, uh, he talks about programming podcasts. That's not them. There, he okay. said there are several of them out there. There's yeah. really only two. There's yeah. Shut Up and Scribble, and there's Get With the Programming. Mm -hmm. um, and, they're, and they're not that. I think it comes off better if you just say who you are than comparing yourself to everybody else and who you're not. Sure. I, um, because... I mean, he's throwing out other, he's at least mentioning other podcasts. Like, I, it was, he didn't t say they were bad. Like, oh, yeah. if he I want to get news fast, news fast, then maybe I would want to follow Spin because of what he said. Like, oh, well, Spin's going to get me news quicker. Like, he didn't say anything bad about anybody. No, and he said something about Savon about how if you want an in depth interview, Go to Savon. We'll have some people on, but it's not like our regular thing. So, anyway. It seemed fine to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just people I trying to stir was... the pot, I think, for content. Yep. I, I thought everything was, I didn't, no news here. Um, but I was, but I was watching Hiller on Pedro yesterday and like the people, the comments were just, people were losing their minds. It seemed like, and then uh, the way Pedro explained it, he seemed very like off put and maybe it was just, he, it was Hiller kept him on so long. Like it got to Pedro's bedtime uh, in Ireland and, and it could have been just the time of day. So okay. anyway, um, so we're going to finish Poor up Brian. with the Trump round. I have a quick clip. I'm not going to play a ton of it just to get, it was in Dave's week in review and then we'll, we'll talk about it real quick and then let everybody get back to their um, Thanksgiving dinner or snack or pie. There's a triple crown concept I've been talking about for several years, a few years now. And um, 
nothing formal, but we, you know, there's there's the games, and there's the Rogue Invitational, a recent event. You know, it's only been around for three or four years, maybe four or five. I'm not sure exactly. Then there's Wadapalooza, and there was Dubai Finish Challenge. I don't know if they're still running, but those two, Dubai Finish Challenge and Wadapalooza, have been around for a very long time. So a few years ago, I was playing around this concept of triple crown, points for all three. What happens if you were to collect points for those three events and then um, basically have a champion out of it? So this year, at this point, unofficially, started playing around with had our team, had Eubanks on the team, start crunching some numbers and playing around with what a triple crown at this stage would look like. Triple crown being the games, the Invitational, and then the third event will be um, Wadapalooza. I don't even know if all these athletes that enter this Triple Crown format that I've kind of started playing with are going to end up doing Wadapalooza, but there's a good number at this point that have done both. And so what we've done is the top 20 from the games become buy-in into the Triple Crown, and they as long as they do all three stages are the, are the pool of athletes who get points for this. And for this initial go at it, this initial swing, this could be wrong. This could, uh, there could be better ways to do it. Someone out there will talk about how the way we structured it is wrong, but that's fine. First of all, who wants to go out that back door with a hot dog and a stick? Yeah, I so, so want to cozy. do that. Second, a lot of people have been saying, cause I, Listen to Spin last night. I listened to Pedro yesterday. Um, that this is this was Dave right here, where he's going. I'm sure someone's going to come up with a different way. People are going to say things about, and that's his way of like floating it out to the community to kind of see what everybody's thoughts are. Right, right in this moment where he's like, I know someone's going to say something, and blah blah blah. So yeah, I'm going to let it go a little bit further. Fine. Um, the way we're using it is the lowest points win, kind of like we do in the open. So playing that out, we have two of the three events. We have the games, which essentially becomes the feeder for the rest of it. To be in the Triple Crown points running, you have to have been in the top 20 of the game. So the top 20, those athletes enter the Triple Crown. So in this case, Tia, who did the Invitational, She's not going to be entered into this, into this triple crown this year, this, this game I'm playing, we're playing. But um, after two events, here's how it shakes out. So we have... We all know how it shakes out. Yeah, well, it's going to shake out... Like, you're just going off of the games. I, the top 20... Like, basically, the top 20 are what go to the Rogue anyway. Like... Right. It needs to be it's different events. Like, just like the open scoring. So if you took first, you get a point. Low score yeah. wins. Laura has two points. But where it, yeah. it, it kind of does change from the games is Jeff won the games. Pat won Rogue. They flip-flop second. So they're tied going into the final event. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm going to shut up for now. And I'm going to let you... What are your thoughts on this concept? I I think the concept is great i think people have been asking for some type of a i don't know if you want to call it a feeder system or some type of like 
I think the sanctionals idea was kind of on the right path. Like people kind of like the golf format and like a tour and game points, but it shouldn't, the games shouldn't be the, like you need, what you need is the open to matter. So the open should be your feeder system into this. Like that's how you get into this to participate. And then random comps get you points. Like you're just, you're doing what every, like if you just go in the top 20 from the games and those people get to go to rogue and then they get more points. And then it's just constantly the same 20 people. We've already, I mean, we've discussed that. What I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. So here is my, it's taken me a couple of days to kind of get to where I, I figured out what's going on here. Dave has taken two concepts and combined them into one. Okay, There's one okay. concept that, hey, let's have a season-long point system where that qualifies you for, so it was during the sanctional season when that first came up, and you could go to multiple different events, earn points. If you were in the top 10 in the point system, you got an automatic bid to the games, right? That's what that kind of point system was that they're talking about. In my life, in all sports that I've watched, a triple crown is not a point system. It is a not just best of the year, but one of the best of all time. And in yeah, horse racing, yeah. in uh, baseball, if you win three events, so in baseball, if you win home runs, batting average, RBIs, you're the triple crown winner. Horse racing, if you win uh, the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont, and whatever the other one is, yeah, yeah. You, you win the Triple Crown. To win the Triple Crown, you have to win three events. And if you're doing a true Triple Crown, I don't care if you put the games in it. Can the games winner win the other two events and then become the Triple Crown winner? Okay. Right. Tennis, they have a Grand Slam. It's the same concept. It's just four events instead of three, right? Wimbledon, French, Australian, U.S. If you win all those, you win the Grand Slam. And then that puts you in like an upper echelon of someone who's even better than just winning the season. Right. And I love that concept. Like if you had a bonus and the way it would work is you would have like an insurance company back it because it wouldn't get paid out every year. If someone won the games, Rogue and Wadapalooza, they'd win the Triple Crown and they win this bonus prize. But it doesn't mean someone wins it every year. It could be 10 years before someone wins it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, you really, you really want the winner. You don't want just because Pat and... Jeff both have three points right now. Like it doesn't really matter. They're both they're both up, disqualified because they both took a second. First thing at this point is Laura. Right. Laura um, won the games. Laura won Rogue. If she can go win Wadapalooza, she's a triple crown winner. If she doesn't win Rogue, nobody wins a triple crown. Now, if you want to do a season points championship, that's a different story. Right. Agreed. 
And that I don't think should be messed with, with the games. That means the game should be something separate. This is something different and over here on the other side. And I think where that would work the best is if we, like we talked about coming up with these mid-major competitions, not Wadapalooza, not Rogue, because those are by invite pretty much. Mm -hmm. A handful of, of qualifiers. Unless you use like the RX division from Rogue or from Wadapalooza. But like Crash and um, the one, Metcon Rush and um, Charlotte Classic and so on and so on. There's a billion of them that go on in, in the year. And there's a lot of those semifinal athletes that do a bunch of those events and they should be able to earn points through that as kind of like your feeder system to kind of see who's moving up, who's coming into that elite level. And if you want to put like an automatic bid to semifinals or an automatic bid to some part in the games, that might make it really cool. Yeah. In a way, it just... It's, it's going to benefit the, the person who can travel and afford and get to these comps and go compete. That's, but I mean, it's going to benefit is the local competitions who need backing, who need some reason for people to come watch. Then you have people like Savon or us or whatever doing. Um, these live feeds from places, you're getting a little more eyes on them. And then the whole ecosystem grows as opposed to just the top of it. Yeah. I don't know. They got to make some now, making changes for a little while. And <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think that would, you that would, would not necessarily have to make a change to the CrossFit game season. Right. That could be, and and who who doesn't want like Crash to get more exposure or Fit Wars? They're putting through. I mean, Fit Wars would have to be a little more beefy to to kind of give a result that we would need. Uh, but Metcon Rush and or Fittest on the Coast or any beach brawls, and I mean they're all over the country and they're in other countries too. You know, you could have a European champion. You could have an American champion. You could have an Australian champion of these, like, this lower level of competition. And you're then training event organizers. You're training event directors. You're training people that can help out in the ecosystem with others. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know if it's necessary right now. I guess it could hype things up. Um I just I don't know. It's only necessary because Wadapalooza and Rogue have and Dubai have decided to be an invite, an invitational as opposed to a regular competition and it's it's choking off the feeder system to the elite level. Yeah. And like I said, I don't necessarily want it to change the game season anymore, but 
to a way to assist this next level of athlete. Yeah. Just like, and, and leagues have them everywhere. Like it used to be like the nationwide league in golf, the nationwide tour. And that was like a tour below the PGA where you could like put in your time. And if you were a top level coming out of that, you got your PGA card for a year. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it happens in tennis. It happens in a, a lot of, you know, baseball has the triple a it's, so it's just a way to like build a feeder system. But I do love the idea of a triple crown. I do think that that is, you wouldn't have to change the season at all. You pick three events. If someone can win all three, they win a million dollars or whatever the, the bonus is. You're not paying it every, every year, so it can be extravagant. You just get an insurance company to back it and you come up with something outlandish that will someone will want to win. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. change the game season. It doesn't change Wadapalooza. They do things the way they've always done. It's just this outside entity has labeled the three, the triple crown, and someone can win a buku amount of money. I feel like there'd be, I don't know what kind of insurance company would be willing to back that without like some oversight on the programmer of those events. As I feel like there'd be a way, oh, a way to like 100%. inhibit that from happening that they would want to put in place. Like they would want Rogue to be extra heavy, so probably, and then they would want Wadapalooza to be extra gymnastics, so that the likelihood that it's the same winner is low. Yeah, I mean with money comes a lot of like extra requirements um, that to make sure there's no cheating, no right. releasing workouts early to a person, giving them an advantage, all of that stuff. And all yeah. of them would have to be willing to partake in that agreement. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. I mean, he has, he's gotten everybody talking about it all week. So yeah. But in my life, Triple Crown has never been a point system. Yeah. Triple Crown means you won them all. All those. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Kenneth, keep bringing this up. Whoop, wrong one. Uh, speaking of money, who's the game sponsor? Not a freaking clue. So. Um, uh, Jeffrey Birchfield said Geico should sponsor be the insurance company and he can see the gecko now doing ring muscle ups. I can too. I can see him doing step ups on a, a kitchen step stool. <laughs> With a backpack on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, only one person can do that. That is Superman, Jeffrey Birchfield. Um, well, that's all I got. That's a lot. We talked a lot tonight. That was a lot. Nice Thanksgiving night show. 
let that food digest. I feel much better now. An hour and a half after I, mashed taters. I've, yeah, I haven't eaten since like two two thirty. I'm hungry. I need a second dinner. All right. Well, with that, I will let Jamie go eat. And we will. Thank you, everybody in the chat. You guys have been awesome tonight. You guys have been such good participants and moving the conversation along. Uh, we love that uh, you're here doing that. Appreciate you so much. I am thankful every day that I have an audience like this. I'm thankful every day that I have a co-host like Jamie. Um, and with that, have a great Thanksgiving night. I have to go to work tomorrow. So we'll see everybody next time on Thursday night CrossFit Talk. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.